greatly appreciate it. Got to listen to our great sponsors, Nutrisaurus and uh, Pet Cremation of MN. John, you just heard his, and he, uh, that, I can't say enough about uh, Pet Cremation of MN.com. Uh, they are just, just awesome people, just awesome. So, okay, what came first, the chicken or the egg? The chicken. What do you think, Dr. Jess? Chuck Norris, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the egg, the egg came first. All the right. argument is is that long ago, before there were chickens, there were dinosaurs, and they laid eggs too. So that's where the the the. So that's the, the correct answer, right. you think? All yep. right, egg came first. <laughs> the argument is that long ago, before there were chickens, there were dinosaurs, and they laid eggs too. So there you go, right here in the KDK Nine Show. The age-old question, what came first, the chicken or the egg? All right, okay, we got uh, a patiently waiting Dana waiting online, so let's bring her up. Hey, Dana, how you doing? Hi there, I'm good. How are you guys? Good, good. Okay, so what's going on? What kind of dog or cat? What are we talking here? I've got a French bulldog puppy. It's five and a half months. Five and a half months. Yep. Um, She has had blood. When she poops, um, it's been happening ever since we brought her home at eight weeks. Okay. Um, she was going like 20 times a day. We thought it was just the stress of the transition. Um, she's been on two different medicines because the vet thought it, you know, it was worms. Um, it's still happening. She still has, she's always had really loose stool. She still goes quite often. Okay. Um, I would say it's still 10 times a day. And How many times? To happen. Like 10, 10 times a day, maybe she's going. Um, and it seems to happen the more she goes, then the more likely she is to have blood. Okay, now is this in her urine, her doos, no, or both? Her, no, after she poops. So, after like, she as she's going or after. Sometimes she'll try. She's like she's trying to go, and just a little drip of blood will come out. Oh, okay. For what food are you feeding? So, we're in the process of switching. She was on Royal Canaan, and then a week ago, um, we did, we're starting the, the switch over, um, to Nulo front runner. Okay. It, it, uh, dry food? Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Dr. Jess, what's your thoughts? I haven't heard of that food. What is Nulo, that? that's on new in the market. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, okay. So what's, what's your thoughts? Um, okay. So, um, I, I personally, I would say get away from dry foods. Okay. And I would just I would just switch to raw with this puppy. Um, you know, if you have diarrhea, particularly bloody diarrhea, for long enough, somebody's going to um, diagnose you with inflammatory bowel disease. And there is a particular kind of enterocolitis that is seen in Frenchies, so they are very prone to these kinds of things. Right. So I would switch to raw. I would use standard process canine enteric support. Um, and I would give a probiotic three days a week. Probiotic for probiotics huh? three days a week, not every day. Yeah, correct. Okay. For more immediate control, there is a supplement by Adored Beast called Gut Soothe. Gut, and so gut. that's that's something that you, Gut Soothe. Oh, soothe! I thought I thought you said gut G U T soup. <laughs> Close. So it's Close. okay. So it's <laughs> gut soothe. Okay, D- gut soothe. T H E. Okay. Yeah, and so um, and that that will uh reduce 
inflammation in the gastrointestinal tract. Okay. Okay. Is so there a recommendation on the food brand for the um, raw food? A lot of times with dogs like this, I would start with raw bistro because it's a cleaner product. You know where the meat is coming from. All the animals are pasture-raised in Cannon Falls, Minnesota. Right. There's no hormones, no chemicals, no nothing. Yeah. It's more expensive, and, and a but lot it's, of times, it's a good product. And often, often with a dog like this, um, just start with beef. To start with beef? Land, neutral, doesn't cause a whole lot of problems, and it's not chicken. Okay. And, and now yeah. you got to remember, you got to start out with like a pinch here and a pinch there. You got to rotate in because you're kind of going from Chinese food to, you know, steak and lobster when you're going to raw food. Okay. Okay. And so the dog okay. has to get used to the richness. So just like thaw out a patty. Okay. And then just take a pinch and then give it to him as a treat. Okay. And then at, at dinner time, put a couple pinches in, you know, take away a little bit of the nub and, you know, the the kibble and put, you know, a couple pinches in with the, at feeding time and the doodos will, will help you. Okay. Even though they're having a little bit loose doodos now, uh, what's going to happen, you know, I mean, just watch, just don't go too fast, you know, over a week, week and a half, every dog is different that you can get all the way out of the dry and into the, into the, um, the formulated raw. Okay. 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 And raw bistro is in the freezer section at your local pet stores. Okay. It's not at the big box stores. It's raw bistro. That's made in Can- Cannon Falls. All right. Okay. Okay. So there you go. So good right, luck. Thank keep, you. keep us posted. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Oh, you betcha. Bye bye. Okay. Uh, where are we at? Okay. There we go. You're so wealthy, wealth full of knowledge there, Dr. Jess. Okay. I'm on a roll today. Yeah, you are. You're on a roll. Okay, <laughs> uh, before we run out of time, <laughs> time just flies. Okay, I want to talk about, you know, the, the, it's warming up. Everybody just start talking about flea and tick and what are they going to do. And I'd rather talk about it while there's still snow on the ground before all of a sudden, well, I just gave my dog this or I just gave my cat this. Yeah, I wish I would have known this a couple months ago. So let's discuss what's kind of out there. You know, I'm, I'm on non, no chemicals in or on my dog that I will not put in in or on my, myself. But the whole thing is, is that I'm seeing a lot of uh, uh, advertisements on TV so, for Sorenso. What is that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and now they got a tab that so, it sounds like, you know, you can, it can be dewormed, not only flea and tick. And then also they have that collar that goes on. Then there's Advantex, uh, you know, one and two. There's Brevectin. Uh, you know, there's so much out there. There's NextGuard. Now, my my personal is I'm really, I would, first of all, let's read labels. So what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. And so basically, um, with all of these things, before you put them on your dog or feed them to your dog, look up the side effects and uh, just Google it. Brevecto side effects. Look them up. So that if something does happen, um, you'll be aware that that's what's going on. I wouldn't just blindly give these potentially dangerous chemicals. Yep. Most of them have neurological side effects. So you're looking for things like um, seizures, um, drooling, uh, tremors, uh, but there can also be loss of appetite, lethargy, vomiting, diarrhea, um, there was one video that I watched that it's just, you know, random online just from Googling the side effects of a dog who had lost the ability to walk. Um, I mean, these can be potentially scary things. Yeah. Another good thing to think about is um, if you're going to take your dog camping, hiking, swimming, whatever, uh, 
look this stuff up. You know, most of these things are quite dangerous to wildlife. Um, they tell you that, you know, you should definitely not get them in waterways. Um, some of these things, it, I think in general, a lot of these things don't get investigated specifically um, because the government doesn't have, uh, you know, an unending supply of time and money. Right. <laughs> and so and unless unless animals start to die, they're not going to specifically investigate these things. Right. So it's interesting. I found a lot of information about uh, class action lawsuits against uh, the companies that make Brevecto and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it, there's definitely a lot of concern about these. And see, and then the, but, and the, and unfortunately, they're pushed at a lot of pet owners, and they're figuring, well, if my vet said it's okay, my groomer says it's okay, it should be okay without further looking into it. Sure, sure. And, and so, so that's that's the challenge is that you have to look these things up. And then the thing to think about too is, um, this is about your chemical exposure as well. Yes. Um, you know, me personally, I try not to expose myself to toxic chemicals. But if you're putting this stuff on your dog and if you're like other people or like me, your dog lives in your home, um, then you're getting exposed to this as well. And a lot of these things are, these are carcinogens, these are insecticides, you know, they're not safe chemicals. Right, and if you get ones that go on the outside, you know, you're petting the dog or that the collars, you know, you're petting the dog and so is your kids. And I'm sorry, but, you know, kids don't wash their hands that much. And so they're absorbing it, their environment's absorbing it. And I, I think it's, there's a couple of them that, let's say your dog lays down on a pillow, okay? Okay, gets up, okay, and you had treated them. Okay, and the cat comes along and nice warm spot lays down in that spot and gets that chemical that was on the dog and about 45, 48 hours later, your, do- your cat is not doing well. They're, it's re- in renal failure because of the chemical that was put on the dog. The cat absorbed it too. People don't look at it that way. Right. Any of these products that say on them not for use in cats really mean that you should not use them if you have a cat in your home. You know, end of story. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I guess in my book too is that yeah, you know, I was thinking while well, we can go go into, you know, I looked started looking up all the active ingredients in a lot of this stuff. You know, Avantax, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Nexgard, Brevicto, uh, and Avantax. But anyway, and it, like I'm like I, uh, my brain is just like why I wouldn't even come near uh, it, it, but yet it's it, it's so pushed on the market, and so trying to look it up, but be right away if you look at the the, the stop me in my tracks is neurological damage you know whether they go into seizures they can't walk and you know we don't know if that's going to be lasting and even though let's say it says out of 50 dogs uh you know uh let's say 30 of them are okay those 20 other ones went through some kind of side effects i'm not worried i will not put my dog through that you know what i mean or my cat through that if it is this going to be my animal my pet going to be one that's going to seize out or you know you know, go nuts. And so that's why right. it, it just, you don't take it uh, complacently, you know, read uh, and decide. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk about natural ways of doing flea and tick, you know, control. Okay, here we go. Let's see. If you counted 12 houses on your right going to school and 12 houses on your left coming home, how many houses did you see? We'll be back. I'm All right. Here we go. Okay, if you counted 12 houses on your right going to school and 12 houses on your left coming back, how many houses did you see? 12. 
Yay! <laughs> ding, ding, ding! <laughs> Woohoo! There we're going up and then coming back. Same houses. I'm impressed. There you go. Thank you. Hope got one. Yay, just yay, one. Yay. Woohoo! I'll take it. No, that's good. Hey, hey, hey. We're just <laughs> lateral thinking. You got to think outside the box a little bit here. <laughs> Okay, so uh, now we were talking, uh, you know, that if you're going to do anything to spot-ons or, you know, personally, I would never give anything that goes in a dog or in a cat. If they have a reaction, then you're screwed. You, you, there's nothing you can do. You just have to wait it out and hopefully everything will be okay. Okay, now if you do the spot-ons, if they start foaming at the mouth or, you know, they can't walk or throwing up, you could take Dawn dish soap. And then suds it up where they put that spot on, all right? And then um, try to get the oils out of there. But a lot of it already been absorbed into the system. But you could try to get some more will not be absorbed in. Now, the thing, too, is I worry about cats. You know, cats are almost contortionists <laughs> when it comes to uh, cleaning themselves. If you put the spot on in the wrong place, the, the cat can lick it. You know, and I don't know. That, but it, that's just my personal opinion, all right? J- Dr. Jess, what's your thought on that? No, you're right. Okay. Okay, so now some natural ways, natural ways that we can do here. Okay, now one thing, I don't know if you saw it, uh, Wonderside. Wonderside. A caller called in and asked about Wonderside, and that was on uh, Shark Tank, believe it or not. <laughs> I think it was like two years ago, three years ago. And I oh. looked into that, and it's a, it's a great product, Wonderside. All right. Um, then we've got a bandana where you can put a drop, just a little drop of peppermint oil and, or lemongrass oil or eucalyptus. You just decide what smell you want. And then you put it in a Ziploc bag overnight, and then you take it out when you're going to go out on a walk or whatever. You put it on the animal. Now, Dr. Jess, do you have anything to add to that as far as putting a drop of something on a, uh, on a bandana? Um, I think most essential oils are insect repellent. Okay. And so um, if you have like five different oils that you're considering using, like it doesn't just have to be citronella or clove or one of the super strong ones. Okay. Because, you know, dogs are also sensitive to odors. Yes. Um, And so so a lot of times what I recommend is if you have, say, five different oils that you're considering using, take them out and... um, just space them out like a foot foot or a foot and a half apart, uh, you know, across the floor mm-hmm. and let your dog sniff them and see what they think. Oh, there you go. If, if they really you right avo- away if there's one or two that they really don't want to be around. Right. They'll avoid it and say, no, nah, I don't think so. It's like me and lavender. I hate lavender. Drives yep. me nuts. Okay. So that, well, that's a very, that's a good tip. Okay. Diatomaceous earth in the street word is D-E, food grade and you can um, put some in a baby sock, zip tie it, and you can put like just a pat on the back of the neck and the shoulders, a pat on the chest, a pat where the butt and the tail come together. And then if you're going into grass, you can do one pat at each leg. And with diatomaceous earth food grade, what you do, any crustacean, a flea, a tick, a centipede, whatever, crawls through it, it, uh, de- it cuts into the shell and dehydrates that. So it does and kill them per se. So anything that says kill has got to be a pesticide or herbicide, correct, Dr. Jess? Yeah, which means it's also going to be more dangerous. Yeah, right. And so the diatomaceous earth, but it has to be food grade. And you can also sprinkle some in your yard. It keeps uh, ants out of your house. It keeps flea out of your yard. There's a, the diatomaceous earth, but when you put it on your pets, 
It needs to be the food grade. You can find that online. There's organic. I got a five-pound bag, 10-pound bag of organic. I think, <laughs> I think it's going to be buried with me. It'll last you forever. <laughs> I know it. And then you got flea and tick combs. And the flea and tick comb, the plastic ones, are the exact same thing as lice combs. Uh, but flea and tick cost more than lice combs because I, I, I give them away at class, you know. And so I got the flea tick combs and I got the uh, the, <laughs> the lice combs. They're the exact same cone, uh, other than the flea one costs more than the lice one. That was it. Because the, the, the flea tick combs will also catch, snag like deer ticks, you know, because they got a real fine side. And then, you know, then the other side is, it, it looks fine, but there's a finer side to that. So a flea and tick comb, there's many on the market. That's a good one for your, like your, uh, your, 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 what you want to put together to have your natural for flea and tick control for your dog and your cats. Okay, bug off garlic from springtime, bug off garlic. And you got to start out with just a tinge, like with the horses and stuff. I just start out with a pinch because like dogs, you know, smell ability and cats are really tough. But uh, but now what about garlic and cats? Um, You know, I... It's probably safe. I just don't know how you would get it into a cat. Yeah, I know. Cats are so particular. But now, Gillian, when I first started doing bug off with garlic, you know, uh, boy, he wouldn't, you know, so I literally took a, like a couple granules <laughs> and he slowly got used to the smell. And then eventually I could mm-hmm. put what was needed in there and he did good. So you just got to slowly do it. But that bug off garlic, it makes, it makes it for a restaurant that the fleas and ticks don't want to visit, an Italian restaurant. <laughs> what about organic apple cider vinegar? Put it in a, sprit, a, a spritzer and you can spritz the dog or the dog, you know, with their organic apple cider. There again, the smell kind of repels fleas, ticks, and sometimes mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. And then we got, uh, you can cut up four lemons, and then you put four cups of boiling water over the top of it, and then you let it set overnight covered, and then the next morning you drain it and put it in a spritzer bottle, and you can spritz your pets before you go out on a walk. Doesn't that create D-limousine? Right, right. You're basically extracting the essential oil a little bit. Okay. There you go. And then we yeah. got, then we got the wonder side, which you said earlier. And then the ultrasonic. Now, have, have you heard or looked? I've been starting to look into this more. The ultrasonic pest repeller is called the Shoe Master. Have you heard of that? The ultrasonic pest. You know, there are a lot of these things on the market. And I have clients who use them and swear by them, like um, uh, the pet protector Okay, is one. And and then I have people who try it and it does nothing for them. Okay. So I think that those kinds of things depend on your pet's individual, uh, like chemical okay. makeup and how the, how they interact with it. Okay, that makes sense. Um, do, yeah, don't forget the amber collars. The amber tick collar. Yep, ambertickcollar.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. I've got those. That's a balsamic, uh, balsamic, bleh, balsamic, <laughs> balsam pine. Correct. What is it? Oh, I'm, now I'm, I'm missing oh, a part it, of it. I don't know. Amber is just like a tree resin. Right, right. Um, from from the balls. Yeah. So it, it looks like beads. They're amber color. And then what you just do, the dog wears it all the time. And it takes about 24 hours for the beads to warm up to the... The, the temperature of the dog, and that a lot of people swear by the amber tick collar. Okay, and then also the um, organic MDX Concepts. They have an organic peppermint oil for flea and tick control. 
Okay, and it's made in the U.S. too. It's, so that's really cool. You can wipe it on and spritz it. So you're looking okay. for stuff to repel, not kill. Repel, not kill. Okay, we're going to come back. we got one more question for Dr. Jess before we let her go. It's been a busy day, so don't touch that dial. Alrighty, much as I love that. We got Dr. Jess, we got callers, we got... It's been a busy day. Okay, before we went to break, we were talking about a natural flea and tick, and I kind of raised to It's called M, like mom, D is in dog, X is in xylophone, concepts.com. They have a Zuba flea and tick that uh, like cedarwood oil, peppermint oil, and lemongrass oil, and it's made in the U.S., and a 16 ounce is like $18. You can spray it, or I, I watch I, some of the people that wrote into it said they'd rather wipe it on than spray it because it can get a little potent, and that's what like Dr. Jess said earlier, is that you got to pay attention when using oils that if it uh, if it's a little bit strong to us, it's going to knock your dog on their butt. It's just got to be very, very, you know, just small, you know, light is what we want. So is there anything else you want to add to that, Dr. Jess? Um, I would think, too, like if you go uh, camping or hiking with your dog or if you're out in the woods or whatever, um, you can run a flea comb through their coat before you even get back in the car. Yo, excellent. Um, and if you have a short-coated dog, just bring your lint roller. Oh, lint roller. Excellent. Excellent lint roller. Mm-hmm. That for a shortcut. Yeah, a husky or a new funnel, and that won't work. But Well, it might work a little bit. You never know, because it might be on the outside of the coat working its way in. <laughs> yeah, but if you have a Beesler or something, just oh, run that wow. lint roller over them before you roller. even get in the car. Wow, I'm impressed. I did not think of that. The lint roller. Who would have thunked it, huh? I know. It's such a nice, simple idea. Yeah. That is really Somebody cool. Somebody told me about that one. Okay. Um, okay. Now, uh, we got a gal that's been waiting Dawn. And that she has a, uh, well, she's got it written as a tour CCL. I don't know if it's maybe, but anyway, okay. So, let's go to Dawn. Hi, Dawn. Hi. How are you? Good, good. What kind of dog do you have? I have a 10-year-old boxer. 10-year-old boxer? Yes. Okay, now, is it a, a uh, what, what's torn? Um, his back left, um, well, they say CCL. They say CCL. Okay, well, I haven't heard that. Okay, Dr. Levy, what are you thinking? Yeah, the CCL just means cranial cruciate ligament. Because oh, okay. in dogs, we don't, we don't say anterior. Oh, I see. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I guess I'm just, we've obviously been, they've recommended surgery for him. Um, and then, you know, we're just getting a lot of, Regular people, our neighbors, people, you know, saying, gosh, are you going to put your dog through that? Um, we've talked to other people who haven't done surgery and their dog has just eventually formed scar tissue and, um, you know, then they just rest it. So, and I, I kind of just don't know what to do for him. It, you know, they said his life will just be living on pain medications and that's just not something I want for him. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that doesn't sound accurate. I mean, I do a lot of rehabbing of dogs whose owners do not want to put them through surgery. I did it with my own dog who, uh, blew out both his knees in the same week. Um, and I rehabbed him successfully without surgery. So one thing to think about is that, um, there is a website. It is tiggerpaws.com. That is T-I-G-G-E-R-P-O-Z. Dot com, and that website actually just kind of helps you decide if you want to do surgery or not, kind of walks you through the pros and cons and gives you a little bit of information about rehab. 
Now, nice. your dog is going to develop arthritis in that knee with or without surgery. So it's not like if you do the surgery, there won't be any arthritis. That is not true. Right. It is also true that in in boxers, um, I know like many years ago, I had a patient who was a boxer who, you know, I thought blew the ligament in their knee. And so I sent them off to the surgical specialist at Grove Heights to get the knee repaired. And they sent the dog back, and they told me that what they had found is that in a lot of boxers and pit bulls, it really is just a lot of inflammation in the knee. And given time and treatment and, you know, anti-inflammatory care, it will subside. And it's not actually the ligament that's torn. And I know they said they did the the drawer test when he was under. And And that that is a terrible thing, and nobody should ever do that Mm -hmm. to a dog. So well, he was under. It's funny that you say Tigger Paws because that's actually his name. Is Tigger. Oh wow! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. And so what yeah, would you but I, but I, Yeah. So this happened I mean, about a week and, and, and a half ago. Be... Sorry. What? I apologize. Sorry. This happened about a week and a half ago. So what would you recommend uh-huh. the next steps be? So in the meantime, um, I would put your dog on a real food diet and get rid of the kibble. You know, for one thing, you already have a 10-year-old boxer, right? So you already have a walking miracle. Yeah. Um, so if if you've not been feeding raw food up until now, now's your chance to feed your dog right. Because what you're looking for, what? No, keep going. Yeah. No, what you're looking going. for is, is connective tissue repair, right? Basically, you have to have the right nutrition in order to rebuild good connective tissue after it's damaged. So step one raw food diet. Step two, yes, you can put your dog on a joint supplement, although we'll cover you for the cartilage surfaces, the joint fluid, stuff like that. Um, But of course, this is not a joint problem, right? It's a ligament problem. Mm -hmm. So a good joint supplement has glucosamine, chondroitin, MSM as your painkiller, and even better if it has boswellia, and then you can give additional boswellia. Boswellia is an herbal anti-inflammatory that is extremely safe, very safe at high doses, very safe for long-term use, and it's very effective for dogs. So when I gave my dog Boswellia after he tore his knees, he's an 80-pound dog, and I gave him twice the recommended human dose twice a day. I just automatically doubled the recommended human dose and... um, he did great. Like I said, it's very safe. I never see any digestive upsets or anything with Boswellia. So if you find a joint supplement that has Boswellia in it, then you also go to your health food store and get just buy a bottle of Boswellia capsules so that you can give additional Boswellia um, above and beyond what's in the joint supplement. And with resting um, it, like I know we have him on the, you know, the lower level and going to the bathroom, walking him, you know, just to go out on the leash. Right. Is that something that I should just continually do until? Um, yeah, until he's until he's weight bearing. Okay. And once once he's bearing weight on it, then you have to recondition him, and you start walking. So mm-hmm. what I did with my dog is. Um, you know, once he was able to bear weight, we started. He wasn't sound. He was still limping, but mm-hmm. he could put the leg down and put a little bit of weight on it. Then yes. we started walking. And so for the first three, four days, we went down to the next mailbox and back. And then for, for the next three or four days, we went to the mailbox after that and back. 
So we started with very short walks and gradually built them back up to the whatever we were doing before the two and a half or three mile loops that we've been doing. No, I don't. What about hydrotherapy? You know, into the you know how they there's a couple of places that do it in in the Twin Cities, but yeah, using water to it that would be great. Okay, hydrotherapy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, with a, with an underwater treadmill. Correct. Um, chiro- chiropractic is very important. Massage is really important. And then you have to think about, um, you know, what are the the building blocks, right? Where where do you where's your dog going to get collagen from in their diet? And so you can use collagen supplements. You can use, um, you can use bone broth. You know how some people make bone broth and they leave the bones in long enough that the bones just kind of turn to mush and yeah. are incorporated into it. Yeah. Um, and so that's the kind of bone broth that you want. But if you don't make it, you can you can use a collagen supplement. Okay. Okay. So you, you don't don't so don't feel, don't feel compelled to run out and start making bone yeah. broth. <laughs> like the that wasn't in your plan. There you go. There you go. What? I will do whatever at this point. I think you know, you know, and also you see some of the. Um, on online retailers selling like the knee brace for support nope. is that something no no nope. do not brace do not brace do not brace no brace i i when i when i see dogs in braces yeah. um i have a client whose dog blew out one of one of its knees and she put the dog in a brace and a year later she still is the dog was not healed and she was still struggling with the darn thing mm-hmm. uh, because motion is always better than lack of motion I see, that's the thing, too. Obviously, keep the dog from jumping, you know what I mean, climbing. Mm-hmm. What's a boxer? I understand that's kind of tough to do. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, put them on a leash and then do brain games, do brain teasers. There's a lot of things you can do with this dog to keep them mentally stimulated. Everybody thinks if you take the exercise away from a dog that it's like, well, you know, and then the dog gets bored, you get frustrated. And so, like I say, like there's brain games for dogs by Aerosmith. There's uh, brain teasers for dogs uh, by, and a lot of these are just stationary. The dog does not have to move. Okay, brain te- brain um, teasers by Soderman, S O N D E R M A N. And then you're more, con- mm-hmm. and so mentally you're working them. Even there's some great uh, tricks that you can teach him that doesn't take a lot of physical exercise until he gets going better. All right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So- and what I did with my dog is at first, like um, at the time, um, I had two other dogs, and one was very small and old, and the other one was much smaller than the dog who was injured. So I let him go out in the yard and play with the other dog because I knew the other dog was much smaller and wasn't going to injure him. Mm-hmm. But so they, you know, had a little bit of limited yard time, but I didn't restrict his activity in the yard. But what we did do is we stopped we stopped fetching ball and we stopped, you know, our long walks and we kind of went back to, to square one and started over. Okay. okay. So just baby um, steps. And, and, I, and I also I also had the experience when I took my dog in for x rays because I wanted to know if I was also dealing with hip dysplasia at the same time. Yeah. Um and so while he was on the table getting his x rays, um the some helpful veterinarian went in and did the drawer sign on his knees. And came out and told me that that's what she had done. And that was very unfortunate because as soon as the injury happens, healing is starting and scar tissue is starting to build up. Mm-hmm. So don't don't disrupt it. Let it heal. Okay. okay. 
That sounds great. This is yes, this is all wonderful. Well, it's no input. You know, it's input. Now, remember, go to what is that? Tigger dot com or pick Tigger Paws? P O Z. Tigger Paws. Yep. Dot com. Okay, so check that out. But that's input, 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 and way. And I always opt for no surgery if at all possible through diet supplements. Me paying attention and working with the dog that things will do a lot better, especially a tan. You know, with a boxer. I mean, I'm not saying, but you know what I mean. But like I say, just calm down, relax, and don't go. Oh God, I'm so sorry. Don't be doing that because the dog picks up on your you recoiling. And what you want to do is you want to be. Hey, we can get through this. Let's. What are we going to learn today? Let's teach. Say your prayers. All right. You know. So you know. Yeah, and it, and it does. It does take time. Yep. So that's one thing. It, it does take time. So I, my dog tore his knees in the fall, uh, September, October, and I rehabbed him over the course of the next three or four months. Okay. And then in the spring, we started activity too soon, too fast. We had a lot of lameness issues. Yeah. And I had to cut the activity for a whole month and then recondition him into activity. Wow. The other thing that I would suggest is if your dog is trained to sit for a treat or sit for his food or whatever, mm-hmm. um, stop asking for a sit. Yeah, that's a lot of, yeah. Yep, yeah, because you don't want to put that, that much of a bend in his knees. Okay. And so, that's uh, so what, so, huh? Him being a boxer and... Like right now, he wants to go for car rides with us. Okay, hold on. Hold on, guys. We're late for break. So hold on, and we're going to finish up when we come back. Okay, here's the question What is correct? Nine and five is 13, or nine plus five is 13? We'll be back. Alrighty then. We're going to dive right in here. We got to finish this up. Okay, which is correct? Nine and five is 13, or nine plus five is 13? Neither. And because it's fourteen, yay! <laughs> yay! You got it. You got it. Okay, Doctor Jess, let's finish up. You know what, Dawn here quickly because we got uh, another call, and we and I know I can't thank you enough for hanging on as long as you did today. So, okay, what what's the final word for Dawn here? Um, uh, have hope. Um, treat your dog naturally. You you can certainly choose to do surgery, but there are other options. Okay. So lots lots of uh, inflammation control with Boswellia, joint supplements, and rebuild your dog's knees with collagen. All right. So what do you think there, Dawn? Is that going to help you? That is more than going to help me. Okay. And if you want to get a hold of Dr. Jess, uh, Dr. Jess, how does she get a hold of you? Uh, Through my website at holistic-vet-care.com. And thank you. Thank you for the call, Dawn. Thank you for Appreciate your help. It. Appreciate it. And, and Have then a great you, week. You, you too. Take care. And if uh, you're driving or missed it, you can go to mytalk1071.com, go to my show page, and uh, there is a link to Dr. Jess' uh, website there. Dr. Jess, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to be with us today. And hopefully we educated uh, quite a few people between every... Boy, you were talking... I, 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 I didn't have to talk much today, but now I got a couple calls here I want to try to get to before we get to the end here. So I can't thank you enough, and you take care and uh, enjoy the the warm weather that's coming up. Okay, I will. Thank okay, you, it's good, you to, bet. It's good to chat with everybody. You bet. Take care, kiddo. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye bye. 
good old Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet. Uh, she's up in, technically it's Andover now, I think. It was Hamley, kind of, you know, it's kind of like right on the border there. Okay, now we've had a, a person, yes. a couple of people wait, so let's hope I can get through one here. Okay, who's up first? We got Susan, and she has a question about training. Okay. Hey, Susan, I can't thank you enough for hanging on. Oh, so yeah. No, what could, so. Hopefully you were doing dishes or something. <laughs> What okay, can I do for um, you? Okay, I have a 10-year-old toy poodle. Okay. I'm healthy. Um, you know, I feed him Nutrisource. I nice. eat foods. I do everything. Um, about a year ago, um, <laughs> unfortunately, um, he jumped in my bed one night. Mm-hmm. And since then, he's a very smart dog. He has parked himself at the bottom of my bed All right. every night. Okay. Okay, so... I. I wish I wouldn't have allowed it. Well, anyway, so lately he, um, you, you know, I'm kind of a restless sleeper, and he, I think he's taken on my habit. Okay. So he'll get up, and then he'll move, and then he'll turn, and then he'll get up and move somewhere else at the bottom of the bed. Right. And, well, it, it it's driving me crazy because I, you know, I have to move my legs. I wake up. Uh, and so I guess my question to you, is there a way to kind of, get him back to sleeping in his bed um, outside my room. Okay. Uh, have you ever, is he acclimated to a kennel at all? No. You know, I, um, I, I got him when he was six months old and um, some people okay. uh, t- took a care of him. So, no. Okay. No, so, so the other thing that you could just do is a couple things. Number one, you could take like a cable, tether him to the bed frame so he can't jump into bed, but he can lay in a pillow next to your bed. Okay, we can oh, do that. Okay. Or what about if you, uh, so, because that's the thing is, otherwise when he jumps into your bed, yeah, ah, 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 okay, and, and how many pounds is he? Um, he's 10, 11 pounds. 10 pounds, okay. So, yeah, you could, you could have a leash on him, and you could give up, you know, you say, ah, 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 off, and then you just kind of take the leash and pull him off, and then have his bed on the floor. So you've got okay. a couple things that you can work with this on this, because now if you would close the bedroom door, how would that work? If you go to bed and close the bedroom door, and he's outside, would he scratch at the door? Um, yeah, I think he would okay. cry. Okay. And, yeah. okay. So then what you're just going to do is get, because it's bothering you, right? Because in the subliminal, yeah. you're thinking about you're moving the dog every time you move. Right, right. Okay, well, personally, to be honest with you, most dogs, he's not growling at you or anything, right? Oh, no. Okay, okay. So so literally, if you make it, more uncomfortable like you just you know do it you, you don't want to kick a fly across the room but when you go to move just move and let him yeah, all of a sudden, do that. yeah and just let him get to the point whereas oh too much for me <laughs> and let him get off and then you can say uh-uh off okay and then have his bed on the floor all right okay. but don't you know because i know the same thing when you fall asleep like if the dog gets in the crook or your cat gets in the crook of your arm or your leg you're kind of like oh you don't want to move da, da, da. but you know what now what because it's uncomfortable for yourself you're just not getting a good night's sleep you know let right. him, like i say it's just gonna be you just move like you move and when he's had enough he'll either get off the bed but if you are awake and you want to move just say ah uh-uh, move it okay but okay. move it and so pretty soon he's gonna be like boy this is too much and then like i say as long as you got something on the floor like maybe next to your bed or whatever that that he can go you know a pillow or whatever i think that it'll work don't just don't pussyfoot just say hey this is uncomfortable for me hey you get down here okay 
Okay. Yeah, I've been trying to, you know, he has a bed on the bed at the base of my bed. Mm-hmm. I don't like okay. It. Well, okay. So, um, and I'll say, no, you have to go back to your bed. No, 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 no. Don't bed. give it a sentence. Just use the word oh. move it. Move it. Uh-uh. Move, move it. it. Okay. Move it. Okay. And then when move it means like move it, whether I don't care if you want to be on bed, but you're going to be get kicked around or move it, get off the bed. <laughs> okay. Move it means I'm moving. So you better move. <laughs> Okay, right. and then just one last piece of it I didn't quite catch. So uh, do I put a leash on the... Well, you could put a leash on, you know, if you want to practice it. You know, uh-huh. then you could give the leash a little pop and say, ah, move it. Okay, or, you know, whatever word you want to use, but don't use a sentence. And then you can oh, just kind of... Yeah, don't, because you just... Dogs, if you can get... They want, you want to teach them the key word, okay? If you, you can put it in a sentence later, but right now you just, you find the word that you want to use. Move it. Or, you know, uh, get, uh, you know, you decide what word that you want to mean, you know, get moved because I don't want you there. <laughs> okay. So you could okay. put a leash on, whereas it would, if you want to move them, you just take the leash and say, move it. And then you move them onto the ground or just try, like I say, moving your feet where you make it uncomfortable for him. And would he, as you say, move it, you know, move it pretty soon when you say move it, he's just going to get up and go. <laughs> All right. Okay. And then the last part you said, maybe try a cable like attached to yep. the, you could take a leash or whatever and attach tie it to your uh to your bed frame so he can't jump okay. up in bed but he can lay oh, in a okay. pillow next to your bed or at the okay. foot of your bed or whatever but you want something that he won't chew through all right okay that's the main name of the game you know whether you want to okay. give him six foot for it or whatever type thing but you just don't want him to chew through it so just be you get something that's a little bit thicker or whatever okay Okay. All right. Thanks for the advice. You bet, okay, kiddo. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to have to tell Inga, uh, imagine that, the behavior question. Tell her to give me a call up at Katie's Canines. Okay. Go to my website, uh, mytalk1071.com, and, uh, and then have her give me a call, or uh, 651-429-5433 up at Katie's Canines. I feel so bad because she's hung out for so long. I want it so bad to get to her, but it ain't going to happen. I'd have to literally get going and say, okay, bye. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, I really appreciate all your great calls today, guys. Uh, um, uh, Jess really got utilized. Uh, so that was pretty co- cool because there's been times she's called in and she hasn't had, you know, many uh, calls and just for her. So I appreciate you guys calling in and utilizing uh, the wisdom and the knowledge of uh, Dr. Jessica Levy. And once again, if you want to uh, uh, go to mytalk1071.com, go to my show page and her information contact information there and also remember this show is gonna be podcast so we got a lot of good information about uh flea and tick uh, natural flea and tick control and just a lot of good information on this show so please feel free to go to that and then you also by going to my show page not only do you get the podcast uh you can go to my website and then you could also go to uh, my facebook page and one thing to look for that's cool that's new at my website is that if you have a group of friends that need dog training because you all hang out together and you uh you could set up your own private lesson with your own group of friends at my place so hope thank you so much i greatly appreciate it look at the daylight still only a couple more weeks it'll be really bright <laughs> you guys have a great week take care Bye-bye. Hi, it's Kristen. Did you know that not doing things is easier than doing them? There's a lot of things to do, especially this time of year. But when you don't do things, there's more time to do things. Does that make sense? What I mean is when you use Shipt to get everything from gifts to groceries delivered same day, you have more time for the things you want to do. To not do things so that you can do other things, visit shipped.com slash holiday. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash holiday.